Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of The Sober Fix. Hope everyone's had a good week, hope everyone is uh, still sober and staying positive and attempting to stay grateful, and I know I am, I've had some people that have been tuning in to some of the episodes, I greatly appreciate it, thank you so much. This helps me stay sober, you know, helps me stay active in my recovery, and that's really what it's all about, right? Uh, today I wanted to bring up, I found a reading, it's uh, it's from the NA actually, just for today, it's on July 19th, and it's about fulfilling our dreams, the title, and it starts, starts off with a little quote, I believe this is from the basic text, so the NA book on page 71, and at the top it's got a quote, it says, dreams that we gave up long ago can now become realities excuse me and um i don't know i just think this is so true you know i was one of those people that let's say i'm in the bar and you know take that first first couple drinks or whatever and i may not know anyone there you know but of course after you have a few drinks it's like suddenly everyone's your best friend you know and uh and i just remember and the aa book touches on this but how the no matter how down you were after a few drinks, the like fierce determination or the fight to win quickly came back. You know, it's like everything around me could be in total ruin. But once I have those first few drinks, it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I think I got a plan. You know, I think I have a way to go about all this. And it starts off, it says, all things begin with a dream. But how many of us fulfilled our dreams while using? And I can relate to this so much because the thing is, like when I'm loaded or drunk, like I, there's so many things I want to do. You know, it's like I I have good intentions. I know the AA book talks about, you know, we judge ourselves by our intentions, but the world is actually judging us by our actions, you know, because I think a lot of us, I'll speak for myself, like I always meant well, you know, it's like, uh, I wasn't always trying to hurt everyone. Like my mission in life was to not let people down, you know, it wasn't to be an addict, alcoholic, it wasn't to be behind in life, you know, and it, it wasn't to go to jail and it wasn't to be on probation and it wasn't to have all these fines and fees and to always get lectured all the time and to have people, you know, have to give me second, third, fourth, fifth chances, you know, but it's funny while looking at it. And this is one of the things that like has really stayed, helped me stay sober over time is like, was I ever fulfilling any of those dreams when I was loaded? You know, like it was just, you could go to a bar right now and then listen to so many promises. Oh man. Yeah. We got to go on that fishing trip or I want to get into politics or, you know, I think I'm going to go back to school and I want to get a degree and, you know, and I want to do this and I want to do that. And a lot of times it's just all bullshit. You know, it's by the time you wake up the next day, it's like, you don't even remember half the stuff you said, or I said, I'll speak for myself. And it's like, that's what it really came down to for me in the end was like, I am never going to be able to live a successful, meaningful, 
fulfilling life while on drugs or drinking. Like me personally as an alcoholic, I just can't, you know, it's like, um, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll make plans and I, you know, it sounds like a great idea until 30 minutes before, you know, and it's like, oh, I got to have a drink before I head over there, you know, but the cycle starts and it's like, I don't even make it over there, you know, and, and half the time I wouldn't even like call someone to cancel, you know, it just wouldn't show. And it's like, uh, and there was all these things that like, you know, I used to always talk about how I wanted to go back to school and I wanted to get involved in a career and all this stuff. It's like, dude, I couldn't even get out of the bathroom. Like I couldn't even get out of a public restroom, like, like let alone like show up for school, you know, like all of my money went to drinking and using. It's like, you know, you can't like, there, and I, and I looked at it and it was like, Dude, I don't know one person, if you look at all of my friends, all the people I grew up with, all the people that I started getting loaded with, I don't know one of them that's still using and is doing well. I don't know one of them that has a house, that has kids that they actually get to see, you know, has a solid relationship, is not involved in the court in some way you know, isn't in debt. Like there's just, it, it just doesn't happen. It's like, I mean, well, and I have all these plans, but I could never, I could never get them accomplished, you know? And that's, um, but the good news is it was like, once I finally got sober, you know, it's like, cause I spent my whole day just battling the beast, you know, it was like, from the second I woke up, like I didn't, I used to just look at people that were like going about their day, going to work and living a normal life. And I just used to think, how do they do that? You know, like, how do they just do the simple stuff? Like wake up, take a shower and like head off to work. Like, how do they do that? Because I was living a completely different life than them. It's like five minutes after I'm awake, like it's on, the obsession is on. It's like, it's like sitting on my shoulders and was up an hour before I was, you know, my head's going crazy and it's like, dude, we need to get loaded and we need to do it now, you know? And it's like, uh, and all bets are off. Like, I don't care what you have planned for the day. I don't care who you're supposed to see. I don't care what your responsibilities are. Like you're not going, you know, at least until you satisfy the needs of the beast, right? Like it's, that's coming first, no matter what. And oftentimes once that gets started, I have no power to then make it to whatever I was planning to go to, you know. I want to continue on with reading here. It says, Even if we managed to complete something we had started, our addiction usually robbed us of any pride in our accomplishment. I know for me, it didn't typically rob me of the pride because I could never accomplish it. I mean, I can't tell you. I think just as an example, I think I went back to school. I graduated high school in 06, started going to community college the next semester that started. And all the way up until I got sober, I would normally try and take classes like here and there, you know, and oftentimes it was when I would get clean for just a little bit, you know, and I would kind of wake up and reality would hit me. And I had a ton of stuff on my record and I got rid of it now, but at the time I had a bunch of stuff on there and I couldn't get a job. No one would hire me, you know, and I felt this like 
intense feeling of I need to catch up and I need to catch up quick. You know, like I've been drinking and using all these other people have been building their lives and continuing on while I was just stuck. You know, I was on pause. They were on play. They were killing it. I wasn't. We need to catch up quick. And so I would sign up for classes, you know, and I would be all gung ho like, oh, I need to take like 15 units, 18 units. You know, I need to catch up. I need to catch up quick. And the thing is, I didn't have any recovery at the time. I didn't I didn't have a program. Didn't really have anyone else that was like sober, you know, definitely didn't have a sponsor or any type of guidance in the sober community. Someone to like run some some of my plans by, you know. And so what would happen is I would sign up and I'd go good probably for like a few weeks. But you got to remember, like the obsession isn't lifted yet. It's still on my back headed into class. You know, it's it's on me while I'm trying to do homework sitting next to me while I'm trying to take a test. And eventually I just, I can't handle it. I, I just can't take it anymore because I have no program. I have no relief from the alcoholism going on in my head. So what happens? I end up relapsing. The cycle starts over again. Now I can't make it to class. There's no way in hell I'm making it to class now. I don't even bother to go online and and drop the classes, withdraw out of them. You know, I just stop showing up. Well, what happens? I start racking up uh, a ton of Fs on my transcript. And got to the point by the time I finally got sober, it's like I remember signing up for class again. But this time I waited. I waited till I had a year. So I was like, you know what? Like... I know I'm way behind, but I've been using for, you know, 14 years towards the end. It's like, is it really necessary that I catch up to everyone else's schooling my first month of getting sober? Like, is it, is it really going to make even a difference? Like, I can't take enough classes in one semester to catch up anyway. It's going to take me years as it is why am I putting these expectations on myself? You know, it's like, and I think a lot of people do this in the beginning. I think it's this, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I know for me, it was like, look, I I need to, there's things I need to do. And I have been doing nothing for years and, you know, I got to start getting stuff done. And, and that's how I felt. And, And I always started putting responsibilities on myself with these high expectations and I can never meet him because my recovery didn't come first. And finally, when I ended up going back to class, it was like I had to sit in the dean's office for like an hour. And they just looked at me and said, do you even want to be here? Like they're looking at my grades. They had no idea I was, you know, an addict alcoholic. I mean, maybe they did, but I they didn't know. I hadn't told them that yet, you know, and they just thought I was an idiot that can't pass a class, you know, and saw all these Fs and were like, why are you here? You know? And, um, you know, long story short, I ended up, uh, working my steps and, and getting stronger in recovery and a kind of a, uh, sober community started growing around me and, you know, I was able to, and then I found it very easy. You know, I took a lot of, um, 
the lessons I learned in recovery, you know, show up no matter what, show up to meetings no matter what. I just applied that to class, show up to class no matter what, you know, feel like shit or, you know, it's going to be a hard week or whatever. Just show up. That's half the battle in community college. I came, came to find out it's amazing what happens if you just show up. You just show up and complete the work. Like, you don't even have to do that great on the test. You'll still pass, you know, and so that's one thing. That's just an example for me on like the dreams that I had. You know, I had this dream about school and getting a degree and, you know, and, and I'm almost there now. So it feels good. And um, it took a lot of work, you know, but that for me, was that was a big thing for me was like whenever I was drinking, it was like, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to kill it and I'm going to get a decent career, you know, and um I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do it with addiction. You know, I just couldn't. I want to continue on here. It says, perhaps when we used, we dreamed of the day when we would be clean. That day has come. We can use this day to make our dreams come true. And it is so amazing. You know, you take a person that, you know, I was failing in every area of life, you know, just every area of relationships, fam- you know, personal family relationships, work, school, legal stuff. I mean, just every area and give them a program of recovery, you know, and let them uh, start to change their perspective on the world and start to change the way they react to things, you know, and, and kind of get them out of themselves and, and starting to, um, to think about other people, you know, and, and realize that the world doesn't revolve around them or didn't revolve around me, you know? And it's like, uh, all of a sudden, like the things I'm able to do today, my life today, it's just so different. You know, I remember when I started this process, it was like, you know, people could ask me, well, what do you want out of recovery? You know, the, in the beginning, and I would have said like, I would have sold myself way short, you know, probably would have sounded like, oh, I just want to stay out of jail or I just want to stop having to like withdraw for three weeks to a month, you know, or um, I just want to stop letting everyone down. You know, it was like the things that I, I was hoping for which at the time I didn't even think were even possible because I hadn't been able to at all before, but it was like, it's so different today. You know, it's like now I'm involved in a career and I'm, you know, I'm getting done with school and I've, you know, I cleaned up a bunch of my debts and, you know, and I'm just like traveling and like the things like I sold myself way short on what I thought was possible, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I I just thought that uh, because I had failed so many times at getting sober, I thought I would fail at everything else, you know? And it's like um, the one thing I finally had to do was put the recovery stuff first, you know? That's the one thing. And it's hard because, you know, as life gets going, it's like – you know, I like to work a program of recovery until things are good, you know, and then all that work that I've put in, it's like, oh, I'm good, 
you know, like things are better now and I don't need to do that as much. And, and that's just not the case. You know, it's, uh, took me a while to realize that I have to continue to do it, you know? And I just want to touch on this part. It says we can use this day to make our dreams come true. And, and I think, you know, we are people that have been through a lot of hardships and stuff like that and failed at many different things, you know, but, um, once it's turned around, once you are in recovery, once you're working like a solid program of recovery, anything is possible. You know, I have seen guys that, you know, failed out of school in sixth grade and ran away from home. You just, you name it. And it's like the things that they're able to accomplish when they're sober, it's just, it's mind blowing, mind blowing. And people would have counted them out a long time ago, you know, and, and, and when you see enough examples of that, it gives you enough hope that you start to believe, you know, I, maybe I can do some stuff I didn't think I could do, you know. It continues on, it says, to fulfill our dreams, we must take action. But our lack of self-confidence may keep us from trying. This thing is all about action. You know, it's, it's all about actions. It's all about taking the actions you don't really want to take in the beginning until you get the results that, uh, some different results, you know, and you suddenly realize like, I don't need to make life as hard on me as it's been. Like, I don't, you know, I, I got tired towards the end, you know, it's like, um, everything was so difficult to accomplish or to get done, you know, and it's like, it all started off with just being willing to take some action, you know, like willing to accept the idea that maybe I don't have everything figured out, you know, because I know for me, it's like, as I started like going to meetings in the beginning and stuff, it's like, you know, I would walk in there suffering. I mean, suffering on the inside, you know, but I, but I wouldn't tell anyone that, you know, I, you know, it's like, I've got it under control. You know, that was a story of my life. Oh, I can handle it. I'll figure it out. I always do, you know, I'll, I'll get through this, you know, I'll, it'll get better eventually, you know, but I wouldn't take any action, you know, and it's like, Fortunately and for, unfortunately, it's like there's a lot of stuff that has to be done to stay sober, you know, at least in my experience. Like I, I have to take some actions that I don't always feel like taking, you know, but I'm always end up feeling better about taking, you know, and there's nights where I may have to lead a meeting that I do each week, you know, and there's there's times when. I mean, I'll just be real every weekend when I have to do it. Like, I'm always thinking, man, you know, it's the weekend, it's the end of the weekend. I need to get ready for this week of work. Like, do I really have to do this, you know? And um, I just learned to show up no matter what, you know? My whole life was run on how I felt at the time, my emotional state at the time of making decisions, you know? And, and I was always trying to control the way I felt, you know, and that is, 
you know, it's a, it's a delusion. It's part of the disease. It's like, uh, I, I'm not in control of how I feel all the time, you know, and, and, and I don't need to change it. That's, that's a one, that's one of the many things. And I think for me, one of the most important things that recovery recovery has given me is I can sit in my, however I feel I could sit still and just accept it. You know, I could have a day that is like total shit. I, I, everything could be off. I could, it could just be out of whack, you know, and for no apparent reason, I don't, it doesn't have to, can come out of nowhere, you know, it doesn't have to be an important reason or behind it, but I can just sit with it. You know, I've learned to just sit with it and just cope with how I'm feeling, you know, and, and it was uncomfortable at first, you know, it's like you go from years of constantly trying to, you know, artificially manipulate, you know, my state of, you know, emotional being all the time. And it's like, I had to learn that that's just not realistic. You know, it's just not realistic. Like, um, there's going to be days that are good. There's going to be days that suck, you know, and, and I, and I've got to learn to take action no matter what day I'm on, you know, cause it, and one of the best things too about recovery is like, we don't all have bad days on the same days, you know, and that's kind of where, that's why I think for me, those meetings can be so important too, is not only to reach out to new people and, get some hope, but also to, you know, talk to people that are doing good that day. Maybe you're not, maybe you're feeling like shit that day. Maybe you want to raise your hand and talk about it. Maybe you don't, but at least you get to talk to people that are there, you know, and sometimes you hear a share from someone who's having a good day and it kind of just lifts you up because you go, you know what? Damn, man. Like I've been stuck in my head all day, like feeling like shit. And I just got reminded like how grateful I am to be sober, you know, how lucky I am to be sober. I'm sitting here worried about how I temporarily feel, you know, when the big picture is like, I have a few years sober or whatever, whatever you guys have six months, 90 days, doesn't matter a week. It's the hardest week, you know, it was for me. And so I've just learned that like, I have to take actions, whether I approve of them, like them, support them. I have to take actions that, uh, that have shown to work for other people in recovery, you know, and that doesn't mean I need to adopt everything they do. You know, someone's doing some weird shit. Oh, I need to do this before each meeting or whatever, you know, like, no, it just means that like, you know, if I have some solid friends or sponsor or people in front of me that are suggesting that I do something, you know, and one of the big things for me was like, always say yes when it comes to like commitments or when it comes to being of service, taking people to meetings, you know, dropping them off at their rehab, whatever it is, you know, just say yes, leading a meeting, you know, taking a commitment. If you can, if you have the time, if you have the, uh, the means to be there each week at that time, take a commitment, you know, it's like, um, I never felt like taking one, you know, but each time I did, I, I learned the, like how fulfilling it was, you know, and I learned that it gets me there each week, you know, and, and most importantly, it helps me because I'm there each week, I get to meet people, you know, and suddenly once you, 
you got to have friends in recovery, like people that you like to hang out with, like that you'll meet eventually if you continue to go to consistent, you know, the same consistent meetings, it changes, you know, it's, it's like when you're in school years ago, you know, it's like, if you knew no one, or you didn't know anyone, it's the first day, like, of course it's going to be awkward, you know, same thing with AA, you show up there, you know, a lot of us are in like the worst emotional state of our lives. Sometimes when we show up insecure, like, I mean, you name it, don't know left from right head is just like chewing on us. You know, we show up there and all of a sudden it's a bunch of people that, that we don't know that have a lot more time than us that are speaking some AA language doesn't even freaking make sense. They're saying these weird slogans to us. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, just let go, you know, it's like, let go of what? What are you talking about? You know, and suddenly you, you get to meet people and, and the whole situation changes. It's like when you finally make some friends at school, like all of a sudden it's not so bad, you know, all of a sudden it's not so awkward. All of a sudden you're looking forward to it. All of a sudden you enjoy it, you know, and um, that's when it gets good. That's when it got good for me. I want to continue on here. It says, we can begin by setting realistic goals. The success we experience when we attain our initial goals allows us to dream bigger dreams the next time around. I know for me, it was like, I just set small goals, you know, and I accomplished them one thing at a time. I had a bunch of dental work I had to get done when I first got sober, like a lot, like 15 grand worth, you know. And it seemed like a complete nightmare. And it's like, dude, where am I going to come up with 15,000, you know? And then I owed uh, for drug court. I found out I wasn't going to graduate drug court until all my old probation fees were paid off. And I used to get those letters in the mail like every month you know and i would rip that up it's like dude, where am i gonna find this money to pay you guys i mean come on like and they would never really come after you for it they would always just send you stuff but little did i know when i signed up for drug court that like it's a stipulation of drug court that you don't graduate until any old probation fees are paid off and so i owed like fourteen thousand on that it was like, where am I going to come up with all this money? You know, I got some get well job. I'm making like nothing, you know. Um, but it was one of those moments where it's like, dude, this is like, it, it, am I going to make a decision to continue to drink and use to avoid problems that are never going to go away? I'm always going to owe that money. Like, it's not going anywhere. You know, I, I ignored it for a long time. Like, it, it's just not going to go away, you know? So it's like, I either attempt to pay it off, you know, feel a little bit better about myself each time I was doing it. That's exactly what happened. I start. I just, I took it one, the, the teeth thing, I took it one appointment at a time. Just like I did with the school stuff. Just like I learned in recovery. Just make the appointment and just show up on time. Just Just show up, you know, see what happens. And it broke my payments up, you know, and um, I got the treatments done one at a time as I had the money to do so. And as time went on and I started, you know, I got promoted and had a better job and suddenly I had, you know, dental insurance and that was covering part of it. And, and I got a ton of work done and uh, 
it felt good. It felt really good. You know, it, it almost felt good to make that payment each month, you know, because it was, it was more than just a dental payment. It was another month or however long in between each treatment. It was another appointment that I had decided to continue to fix some of my wreckage rather than run away from it, you know? And it was the same thing with the, uh, probation drug court stuff. You know, I remember at one point I was, I don't even know how much I was making each week. It was not a lot, but I know that like 60% of it was going towards the, uh, probation payments, at least for two years, you know, and it felt endless. And I would look at the total and it would just, it looked like it was not going down. And, um, you know, is this worth it? You know, like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. This sucks. Like I'm just working to pay off this crap, you know, and but little did I know that there was more at play. There was more going on because my attitude was starting to shift. I was starting to become a little bit more responsible. I was starting to feel a little bit lighter. Each payment I made a little, you know, if you imagine like a bag full of rocks that I've got hanging on my shoulder, right? And I'm walking with them and each payment I make is me reaching in and grabbing one of those rocks and throwing it out, you know, and little by little, it started getting a little bit, I felt lighter, you know, and I was walking, uh, a little more confidence, you know, and I didn't feel like I had so many, uh, so many things over my head, you know, and I, and I wasn't causing the most important thing was I wasn't causing any more damage. You know, it's like things were not getting worse. They weren't getting better quickly. You know, because things a lot of times early on, they don't get better quick. I'm sorry if people tell you they do. A lot of times they don't, you know, and um, I want to continue on here. Reading continues on to say some of our members share that when they compare the ambitions they had when they first got clean with what they have actually achieved in recovery, they are astounded. And I touched on this a little bit. You know, I went from someone that someone that was barely alive, you know, someone that um, was almost like a walking corpse, you know, it was like my soul had been like, just it was done, you know, my conscience was gone. I lived in constant fear you know, that I was not going to make it out, you know, like, and I think in the beginning, I always figured like, you know, it's like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'll get sober eventually, you know, like I'm just having fun. Like, um, I definitely won't be one of those old guys you see at meetings, you know, it's like 70, it's got a year, six months, a year sober, you know, I won't be one of those guys, you know, it's like the sober living manager or something, you know, like I had all these like, you know, thoughts in my head on how I was going to be different, you know, and um, it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't life or death for me then, you know, it just wasn't, you know, although I knew that what I was doing 
you know, kills a lot of people and, and took a lot of my friends. It's like, I think I have this false confidence that, uh, that I'd be all right, you know? And, and I think a lot of people fall into that. It's like, uh, I mean, and you'll hear people talk about it. It's like, um, you know, they talk about how if they go out, you know, oh, if I go out again, you know, I'll make sure I come right back to AA or back to recovery. And it's like, dude, like nowadays, especially like the opiates nowadays, everything's cut with fentanyl or is fentanyl. You know, it's like, like, how do you know you're going to make it back? You know, everyone, everyone thinks they're going to make it back. Like, so did I until I overdosed the last time, you know, like no one plans on, on, uh, on overdosing, you know, but you don't know nowadays, you know, and it's like, and a lot of people used to pass away from, you know, opiates before, but like with the fentanyl stuff now, it's like, you know, if you're dealing with that, like, man, and I had a false confidence with that stuff, you know, I thought there's no way that's going to take me out, you know, I've done this other stuff for this many years, and, you know, those people, they just don't have a tolerance, and this and that, and boom, I was gone, gone, you know, And it's like, I touched on it a little bit, but the things that recovery are going to give you, you know, if you're, if you're early on and you're looking at, uh, you know, 30, 60, 90 days and you're thinking about what you want out of recovery, like you have no idea what it's going to make everything possible. You know, for me, and I said this, it started off as like, I just want to stay out of jail, you know, or I'm going to, you know, I want to get off probation. It was like all this like legal stuff, you know, and it's like, um, it has just opened up so many doors and and made so many things possible. You know, I, I thought that, uh, just one example is like for years I used to get denied from every job I applied at, you know, and they would offer me the job because I would interview well, you know, and um, they would offer me the job and sometimes take my picture, give me like an ID card, like, boom, here's your schedule. Here's your department. You're good to go, you know, and then uh, and then, of course, it was like the dreaded words at the end, like, all right, man. So like, we'll give you a call when the background check goes through and then like, oh, can you start like the Monday after, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, but I know what's going to happen. And like, sure enough, I don't hear from them. And I get a letter in the mail like we would like to um, recount our offer of employment to you, you know, for the various reasons, you know, and. Um, and it's like now, like I ended up getting rid of all of that. Like I, and I thought everyone, so many people told me that's not possible. They told me like, dude, there's no way you can get rid of all that. And I, you know, and I, but I had other people who were supportive and said, man, you stay sober, you know, and, uh, you get all the stuff done that you need to get done at the court and you just stick with it. You know, like you never know what could happen. And sure enough, you know, it was, uh, this year, actually the judge that I, uh, got to know over those four years of drug court, you know, had told me that, uh, Hey, you come back after a year and of graduating and, um, you're st- still doing well, you know, then maybe we can look into getting, getting, uh, some of that stuff dismissed, you know? And I did that. I went back, I think it was like two years, two and a half years later. And, you know, he's about to retire and I was able to talk to him and, um, and I got all that stuff dismissed. I mean, it's going years back, you know, everything like, you know, that, that first 
remember the first one that I got when I was 18 and it was like, it was like my life was over, you know, I, I, it's like, I just spent all this time in high school thinking about the future and like, it's done, you know, and, and I, and everyone told me that I would not be able to get rid of all that stuff. You know, I can't tell you how many people I had lawyers tell me I couldn't get rid of that stuff. And, but, but look, it, it happened, you know? And it's just like, I, I, that wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even think of that as a possibility, you know? And now I have like for work, have like clearance at these hospitals and, uh, it's a big thing. And this is a guy who couldn't get hired at, uh, you know, Amazon, whatever, so many different places, you know? And none of the people I work around, none of them have any idea because they don't, they don't suspect it because I'm not that person anymore. Everything's changed. My whole outlook on life has changed. My whole attitude towards life has changed. Everything is going to change if you work hard at staying sober. Everything. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise, you know? Don't let anyone throw your drug and alcohol past in your face all the time, you know, and try and bring you back down. Cause there's people that will, you know, especially if they've known you a long time or whatever, like people are going to see you leveling up and like, some of them aren't going to like it, you know, cause it changes the role of, of, in relationships sometimes, you know, suddenly they're not ahead of you. Suddenly they're not better than, you know, suddenly it like takes away sometimes their caretaker role, you know, the, um, the relationship roles start to change as we get sober, you know, and then, and there's going to be people that tell us that there's things that we can't achieve and, and try and, you know, limit our, our dreams, you know, and, and it's bullshit, you know, it's like, it's the one thing about alcoholics and addicts is like, we've been through hell and back, hell and back. And when we finally have that obsession under control i don't mean under control for good i know i you know i get that it's it could always come back i mean when we like temporarily but consistently have it under control man it's crazy what we can accomplish it's crazy because a typical person's bad day does not even compare most of the time to what we've been through and that makes us better equipped when life gets thrown at us sometimes you know, it's like, uh, we're the underdogs. We're the people that have come back, you know, and, and have lived to tell and, and have a motivation and a gratitude for life that a lot of people don't have if they haven't experienced a lot of hardships sometimes, you know, or had to overcome something, something they have to work so hard consistently at to continue to stay ahead of it. You know, I want to continue on to the last part here. It says... In recovery, we often find more dreams come true than we could ever have imagined. Just for today, I will remember that all things begin with a dream. Today, I will allow myself to make my dreams come true. You know, and it's like, oh, all my dreams are going to come true. Sounds kind of corny, you know, but it's like, nah, man, this is, this is real shit here. Like... If we put our recovery first and we get that in line, everything else with hard work and consistency will follow. Everything. 
there's nothing that is out out of bounds out of limits you know besides like the obvious like i you know i can't become a cop or you know i'm not going to join the fbi with with my all my stuff that got dismissed or you know there are some limitations but i i'm just making a point to say that like there are a lot of things that we can do. You know, it doesn't matter who tells us, who tells us what, or if anyone discourages us, you know, as long as we stay sober and continue the actions that have helped us get to this point, everything's possible. And, and I totally relate when it says that our dreams get bigger because we start to realize like, look, this isn't like, and I'll I'll use myself for an example. It's like, this isn't just about like me staying out of jail. Like this is like, there's so much more to this, you know, so much more connecting with a higher power and starting to just getting different results in life and suddenly like caring about other people. I mean, it's just endless, the things that start to change. And I have found that like, you know, all that material stuff can be gained back, all of it. You know, I, I paid off all the teeth stuff. I paid off all the drug court, probation, debt, crap, all that, those mountains of stuff that I thought I, I that I was chipping away at, like 100, 150, 200 at a time each week that seemed endless. And I felt like, why am I doing this? You know, and it's like, there was so much more to it you know, because it helped me stay committed. It helped me get the self-esteem boost I needed, you know, from making those payments and making them on time and the responsibility that came with that and the relief that came with paying that stuff off, you know. And it's like now today, it's like I don't – you know, all that stuff's gone. All the charges are gone. Like, you know, I, I it, it's so much, there's so much more to life now, you know, like, it, and I thought that those actions in the beginning were such a waste of time. And I thought that uh, I would never see the end of it. I thought I'd be paying that stuff off forever, you know, and, um, and it's not like that today, you know. And then once I get some of that early on stuff, some of that wreckage dealt with it's like my dreams get bigger you know they they continue to get bigger because they're possible as long as i stay sober you know as long as we continue to work a program and and continue to reach out and continue to work with others you know and continue to stay connected you know don't lose sight of uh of the goal you know don't get too ungrateful and just try and uh try and keep up with that action so That's all I got for the reading today. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Thank you to anyone who has listened to any of these episodes. It helps me so much. It helps me stay focused in my recovery. I would love to hear from you guys. I think there's some uh, places where you can send messages or just kind of uh, let me know what you think about any of the episodes. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. Hope everyone is able to stay sober. I hope anyone that is struggling finds a way of... uh, of reaching out, you know, and gets to a meeting and and starts talking to some people that are sober, you know, and I hope that everyone just has an amazing week and stays safe. So thanks a lot for listening, guys.